You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's up, guys? It's the 3M Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. And we're just uh, a bunch of friends, and we tell stories funny and scary. So, welcome. Welcome to back <laughs> yeah we made it we're here yes welcome to the end of the year congratulations we're recording this on december 2nd yes sir yes so if you're here for the stories go ahead and look in the timestamp or the description below there'll be a timestamp you can skip ahead everyone else come hang out with us for a minute today's gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode we are still recovering from almost dying <laughs> some of us and we just wanted to uh Update you guys on the last month of our life. Dude, a lot has happened. We haven't recorded for a whole month. It's been weird. I haven't done anything with my life, dude. I was like, I don't have friends, family. Sean, What's going on? Sean is <laughs> constantly just stone cold, an actual rock. Never gets sick. Yeah. And uh, watched <laughs> as all his friends were uh, falling by the wayside. I was like, am I... Just better than everybody else. <laughs> you could say you superior. got those superior genes, bro. <laughs> Weird how that works. Uh, for those who are unaware, I got COVID, and ninety nine percent to hundred percent gave DJ COVID. Uh, Dude, we were, what did that feel like? Giving it to you? Yeah, that's gotta hurt worse than actually getting I've it. Gone. What did it feel like watching me and knowing I was responsible? <laughs> yeah. First of all, I was like, damn, like, it didn't take me out, but like, not kidding. <laughs> no, uh, if we're getting real. You're an actual kamikaze. Yeah. <laughs> Going down for the Pearl Harbor yeah. all over again. You're my Pearl Harbor, dude. Uh, wait, we let me back up and smash this beef. <laughs> and then I try to kill you. Uh, DJ had a birthday. We were planning on going to Denver to celebrate. We had all these plans ready. It's Friday of the day. We're all flying out. So stoked. We haven't done a big group uh, trip for a minute. So this was like, it was big. It was, I was really excited. Friday morning, I was a little, t- I was more tired than usual. Couldn't get out of bed. I was like, that's weird. I usually like wake up like that. Go into work, grab a uh, energy drink. Yeah. Down the whole thing, which usually I will blast off and just be wild. Drink the whole thing. And I legitimately felt more tired. Oh, like, what? what? This is weird. And I had a video shoot down in Provo. So we went, we set up, and within the span of an hour, I went from like 90% feeling normal to like 50. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was sitting there and all of a sudden, super dizzy, nauseous. Uh, my body hurt so bad, fever. I started sweating and I just like insanely tired. Like I've never, I don't know. And the thought came across my mind because I had recently traveled to Hawaii, followed all the protocols, did everything I was told. But I was like, dude, this might be COVID. This feels so weird. This might be COVID. So I called. At first, I texted my wife and I was like, I feel sick. And the thing is, I've gotten (laughs) sick like a million times. So MJ was like, okay, you know, like, here here we go again. Uh, But I was like, do you think we should skip Denver? And she's like, you can't. I was like, I'm going to ask everyone if they feel all right if I come. She's like, you can't put that on anyone. So I was like, damn it. I'm not going. Call DJ. I was like, bro, I don't know if it's COVID or not, but I got to skip. And DJ's like, all right, man, you do you. Like, get better. We'll see you. 
And that night, I just like went through the floor. The worst body aches of my life. Worst, what's it called? I had fever dreams. I didn't know those were like a real thing. But but I kept having these mad nightmares. And I told someone, they're like, yeah, that's a, that's a fever dream. I was like, what? <laughs> Wild dreams, stressful. Anyway, I, I was sleeping 18 hours a day. I lost like 15 pounds. I gained it all back since. So. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was aft. I had like a spoonful of chili for like three days. That was my food. And your wife was sick. Oh, and then, yeah, I got my wife sick. <laughs> Super fun. Then I called everyone. and I'm Both like, of you are sick at the same time. And our dog got neutered. How do you? We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> MJ, MJ like door dashed a couple times, which saved our life. And then once or twice, I like drove through a drive through and got, got us food. But it was like an epic journey to get there i was like so it was stressed it, uh, it was hard <laughs> i was sleeping 18 hours a day yeah so i was up for like three three hours <laughs> like i would be sick just my but... eyes open and then i would go back to sleep <laughs> but it was crazy and then at the end of me getting better dj calls me or some we texted or something and you're like bro i'm not feeling good and i was like oh no <laughs> and then i was like that's fine like he'll get through I'm it. back from denver and then a couple days later, you called me and you were like, I just want to see if you, how you guys are doing. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh my gosh, like this shit is real. Like I could tell you're going through it. And you were just like, okay, well, I'll let you go. I just can't breathe. And I was like, yo, <laughs> it was, it was weird. It was a weird feeling. Uh, so like to get into it, did I feel guilty? Hell yeah. I felt super sad. Uh, and in my mind, I like I, I think I have to mentally disassociate with the fact that I gave you COVID that almost killed you because like if I like fully embrace that, that's gonna be like shattering kind of, yeah. you know? Because I am clinging on to the idea that like you understand you don't blame me. Which like you haven't said out loud yet, but like he told just... me he's like Charlie almost <laughs> killed me. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I feel about it. It's like, damn, that sucks. But I don't know. We were all living that life, so we knew we knew what was at risk. You really should disconnect from that idea. It's like you can't blame, especially like how it happened. It's like we didn't know. No idea. You didn't know. And Until the second after I realized, we were... I was like, all right, I'm not going to see everyone. Yeah. So I tried. But yeah, third, this will be funny. If you go back and listen to the last episode, that's 99% of when I gave it to DJ. The, the night before we left for Denver. Night right, before yeah, we left yeah. and the night before I felt weird at all. Yeah. So we were just sitting this close chatting and like that gave it to you. <laughs> incubation period can last like up to, up to like maybe a week or so. Crazy, bro. So it's like, yeah. Bruh. But I ended up getting it. It started. Uh, so my story is like a level two. <laughs> no. And it's not about a... comparing. But, but mine was worse. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I started feeling like mad fatigued. And uh, like more than usual, yeah, <laughs> more than usual. <laughs> and uh, sorry, I'm still kind of winded because my lungs are shitty, uh, like the size of a peanut right now. If you haven't had the vid or if you were like asymptomatic, this fatigue is different, dog. I've never felt that in my life. It's like sitting up all of a sudden, you're like, I woke I up from nap. 10 hours of sleep and was like, <laughs> zero energy, <laughs> I have nothing, yeah, like all my energy went into me, like trying to sleep <laughs> um but yeah super fatigued and then fevers came and then everything was achy Dude. and i couldn't lay down everything was so sore i would like come into the living room and sean was there just working he's working <laughs> and i'd like try to find a 
comfortable spot on our little sectional. And, dude, what did that look like to you? Dude, the funniest part was when you're trying to play something on the TV and none of the apps were working. HBO, HBO was Max, not. Prime Netflix, wasn't. Prime. Net, nothing was playing. YouTube. And he would go from movie to movie and it would just spinning like a wheel of death. So <laughs> Nothing's working for me. Trying not to laugh because he Your was body's not working. Your immunity's I, not working. I was working. laughing too. Like with what energy I had, I was I was laughing. But anyway, uh, good, good people surrounding me to help. My girlfriend, Mallory, and my mom, and... Sean and <laughs> I mean I wasn't just, here, but <laughs> um, everyone was uh, taking care of me because I could barely take care of myself, and it kept getting worse. I had it for like two weeks. That's COVID supposed to last like ten days, and it was like no, 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 over yeah. time, baby. It was like day eight, and we're like, okay, it's supposed to be like day eight, day nine is the worst, and then day ten it falls off. Yeah, so you were excited, Reach, yeah. <laughs> and day ten comes and nothing. It's worse. It's worse. <laughs> Eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, two weeks since when I first started showing symptoms. Yuck. You grew up with that asthma. Yeah, 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 I got mad asthma. But it never acts up. Only when I get, like, really physical. Mm-hmm. Like, in high school and for a bit after high school, I worked really hard physically, like, working out all the time, doing tons of cardio to try to, like, you can, like, there's stories of people, like, working off their asthma, Mm. Did a trained for like a bunch of like 10Ks, half marathons, uh, biathlons, did it, still got it. Damn. <laughs> so I couldn't get rid of it. Um, and I still, still can't. But uh, I'm sure that's, I mean, that's for sure factored into what's happened. Anyway, day 14, and we're like, we're going to the hospital tomorrow. It's getting worse. And I can barely move, like, couldn't eat. Because everything was disgusting to me. I, I had no appetite. Bro, Reese's tasted rotten to me. And I was like, and sad. Me, and take me. <laughs> the biggest sad. Yeah, I was like, this yeah. is lame. Anyway, yeah, I'd eat like a tiny cup of like strawberries and blueberries. That was the only thing that like tasted good to me. Fresh it was like fruit. fresh fruit. <laughs> and like that's all I ate for like two days. And then I eat another little cup of fruit. And uh, yeah. We decide we're going to the hospital tomorrow. That night. Well, your I, oxygen levels dropped dangerously low. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At that point, we had rented like an oxygen machine. So I was an oxygen in my own house. And uh, so you got tubes up in you. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I knew it was serious. I was like, yo, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I had it for a few days. Like We got it like on day 10. And uh, it did help. But... It was more so like slowing the process of how it was still getting worse. Yeah, it was getting slower. worse, but yeah, slow. And uh, it was like inevitable. The night before I was going to go to the hospital, like Mallory would walk me to go like take a piss or to go back to my bedroom so I could lay down on my bed. And I take two steps and I have to like stop and I can't breathe. And it would take like 10 minutes to walk from the couch. To my bedroom. I seen it. Yeah. <laughs> or to to the bathroom. And, Several times and, throughout this, I texted Sean. I was like, how's Deej doing? And he's like, bro, he is struggling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so crazy. I've never experienced that. And uh, anyway, the night before, it's like 2 in the morning. I keep waking up because my mouth is super parched. 
And I'm thinking, this is what the people at Astroworld was <laughs> was going through. Like, they couldn't. They had no access to water. They were dying out there. We're not and laughing like, at Astroworld. We're laughing at you making that connection. In the yeah. <laughs> it's so weird because I had mad fever dreams because I had a fever, like, the whole time. And, like, almost obsessive. all my fever dreams were, like, about Astroworld. I don't know why. I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about it, dreaming about it. And uh, I was that night – I was waking up. I woke up at like 1.30 and for two hours straight, I woke up every five minutes because my mouth was so dry uh. and I could not like, it was so cotton mouth. Ugh. And I'd like reach over to the side, grab some water, pour a little bit into like wet my palate and then put it back down. And then that happened for like two hours straight every five minutes. Finally, it's like three in the morning and I wake up and I'm like, this is torture. Like grab my phone. Call Mal, who's in the next room, because she's been staying with us. She's sick, too. We're both quarantining in our basement. Sean is staying somewhere else. Needless to say, it's just a shit show. It's (laughs) such a big shit show. And uh, I call her. I'm like, I'm literally being tortured right now, but I don't know what. Like, I can't sleep because I can't breathe and my mouth is so dry. And uh, I have to pee. (laughs) And she's like, okay, let's get you to the bathroom. She comes to my room. And she sits me up, and this has always been a problem within, like, the two weeks I was sick. But every time I sit up from laying down, and every time I stand up, like, the way your body and your lungs, like, adjust, it's, like, different. And it was it would take so long for me to, like, catch my breath. Like, every time I sat up, I couldn't breathe. I'd, like, squeeze her, her, her arms, like, as hard as I could because... I couldn't breathe. And those were the moments where I thought I would die just from like the physical exertion of sitting up. So you legitimately up. thought like I'm about to die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like vision fading. Oh, cause like, damn, I was bro. about to faint cause I, I, I wasn't Zero getting oxygen. any air. Yeah. And at this point you had, you sent your oxygen levels to a friend and they like shared them with someone who knows a ton about that. And they were like, these are dangerously low. Yeah. Like you need to get to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So that moment I was like, I cannot sit up right now. It's too hard to breathe. So I lay back down and I'm like, I'm going to piss myself in this bed. I can't get up. It's like, I either die or I piss myself in the bed. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so she calls my mom. Got death. My mom comes down. She's all masked up. She has gloves on. She's Your mom's like, also hey. a nurse. Yeah. My mom's a nurse. And she's like, you're going to pee in a bucket. I'm like, okay. So she grabs a a little trash can in my room, empties it, comes back. And she's like, you're going to pee right here. I'm like, this is crazy, but okay. And Mallory gets on the bed and rolls me over on my side. I'm hyperventilating, gasping for air. And she pulls my shorts down in front of my mother. And your flaccid peen just flops out. (laughs) My dick comes out and... And my mom grabs my penis and puts it in the in the trash can. And I'm 30 years old. And I'm peeing in front of my mother and my girlfriend. I'm butt ass naked. And I'm I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Bro, what if you died like that? Oh my gosh. Dong in hand. And you just pass. Your mom's like, okay, that's done. The craziest part is when I was finished, she shook the bush. 
also you hadn't showered at this point. So probably yeah, I haven't showered like for like ass. four days. Because <laughs> she went and burnt those gloves. <laughs> That's good. It wasn't skin to skin, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Some limitations. You didn't break the law, I guess. Yeah. She had a hand condom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't shower because our shower is either freezing cold or boiling hot. And uh, I can't do freezing cold, even though I prefer cooler showers. So you don't gotta I go with, <laughs> with boiling hot, and the steam made it so makes it so hard for uh, me to breathe. Yeah. So like I didn't shower for a couple days because yeah, you can't. It just made it harder to yeah. breathe. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm already winded getting to the shower, and then I'm in this <laughs> gas chamber, <laughs> <I'm> freaking <laughs> Auschwitz, dude. Um, insane but uh yeah right so after they just I roll you back over yeah they roll me back, back over, pull my pants back up and you're just like let's never speak of this again <laughs> they call the emts they show up in like a half hour these four big dudes all, we'll take our time <laughs> carrying me out uh it's four what was in the that morning like? crazy getting carried um they put me on like a like a wheelchair kind of thing huh and so they like help me get up they're like we'll try to do like as much of the work for you but give us what you can at that point what was it like nothing yeah like 0.01 percent but uh so you're just like a limp boy yeah wild yeah and i'm like 270 so they got their work i'm out. six two <laughs> yeah. yeah um but they get me in the chair and they put the oxygen on me and they're blasting me with oxygen that's really helpful but I'm like hyperventilating because it's like even them helping me like <laughs> was killing me. Sorry if this spoils, but at this point you had contracted viral pneumonia. Yep. So I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I found that out when we got to the ER. Sorry if I. No, you're, you're good. Story, dude. Yeah, no, you're good. Really good. But they carried me in the chair <laughs> upstairs and it's four in the morning, pitch black outside and it is freezing cold. Oh, I bet. It's like 20 oh, degrees, yeah. and I'm just wearing shorts and a shirt. No. And they put me, uh, when we get to the top of the stairs from the back entrance. I can't believe your mom grabbed your wiener. <laughs> crazy, right? So crazy. That's that, love. That might be the craziest thing that's happened to me in the last in the last year or last two. 30 or 30 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> so you're freezing. Bro, I'm not freezing. even going to say anything about how I sleep with the windows open. <laughs> Because it's too hot. Yeah. Um, it is. It's free. And the wind is howling. It's piercing through any clothing. <gasps> and I have none. So are you just dying? Yeah. It's so Literally? cold. They like, I get from the chair, they put me on a stretcher, and then they put me in the ambulance. And we rush to the ER. And then I'm in the ER for like eight hours because the ICU is full. And they can't give me anything to eat or drink. Wait, I and didn't I'm, know that. I'm parched the whole time. Are you just oh. sitting in a corner? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Well, no, I'm in a room in a bed, oh. but it's like one of their shittiest beds. <laughs> it's not like the sleep number where you can adjust it. <laughs> it's a budget bed. Yeah, it's a budget bed. <laughs> it's and, like a uh, cot. Yeah, for like natural disasters or something. Yeah. Uh, they hooked me up to, uh, in the house, I was on three liters of oxygen. And it's like the one with the small tube that goes up like your nose. Mm. They put me on this one that ha that pumps me with uh, 50 liters of oxygen. 
because I need it that bad. Bro, on that like iron lung stack. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You thought you were chilling at three, and yeah. they're like fifty isn't enough. <laughs> yeah. In the ambulance, it gave me like a ten liter, like the mask that you see and put over your face, the clear one. Yeah. That's yeah. like a ten fifteen liter one. Damn. They put me on fifty. Anyway, they finally have room in the ICU. They put me in there, and I'm there for a week. They uh, In the week, I transferred to a regular room, still under intensive care, but not in the ICU. They're heavily monitoring me. and Because I'm not eating a ton because I still don't have an appetite. I'm not using the bathroom often. Luckily, at this point, they give me like bottles to piss in. Oh, which nice. made it so easy. Yeah. And it was dope. <laughs> it was dope grabbing my own wiener with my own hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's the real privilege in life. Yeah. And, uh, and pissing in a bottle. And uh, they would like measure it and study it and, oh. and then dump it. Sick. But uh, I'm like hooked up to like 15 wires, patches all over my body, IV in each arm, uh, the clip on your finger to monitor your heart rate. And and oxygen so it was like Damn. real ass and then <laughs> the o- oxygen on uh in my nose for the whole week and it's like yeah immobile in the bed because it's like i turn over and everything becomes unhooked and they have to come back in and rehook everything and it's like so you just, just bored out of your mind yeah there. stir crazy i have my phone so i was talking to, i was texting people when i could and watching shows when i could but like i had no energy to watch things weird yeah and no interest. Yeah. Because uh, you're kind of dealing with life. And life or death, yeah. <laughs> Trying to stay alive. Well, at this point, sorry, you have viral pneumonia. Your lungs are like filling up with liquid, right? Yeah, they took an x-ray of uh, my lungs in the ER. So while I was in the ER waiting to go to the ICU, Just water they balloons. told me I had uh, pneumonia. Okay. So that's what's going on. You're like, you're not getting any oxygen. You're fighting off COVID and fever still. Yeah. And they told you, you have got to like train breathing you got to get your lungs yeah. stronger they're like breathe deep and it's like i can like do like a small breath and like i can't this, breathe anymore what's happening is your lung just like can't like the strength in your lung won't expand or don't know they huh. didn't really i don't i can't remember if they explained it to me huh but but that was the issue you just were not getting I was suffocating oxygen. yeah, yeah. Holy couldn't cow. breathe and uh they almost put you on a ventilator almost i was scared of that because that's like the last ditch effort. That means you're like not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. At the hospital, was really is there close. any point where you were like, oh no, I think I'm going to pass? When I was in the ER. Yeah. Mm. But like, like before they got you in the ICU. Me thinking, like, the thought crossed my mind that I was going to die. That happened maybe two or three times. And that was when I was here at the house still. Oh, and yeah. once in the ER. <laughs> Finally, the time comes where. I need to take a dump. Has it been days? It's been a couple days. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's been a couple days. And I don't imagine there's going to be a ton because I haven't been eating a lot for like. Just some deer poop, little pellets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I like hit the button. The nurse comes. I was like, uh, I. I got a shit. To- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to poop. And uh, she's like, all right. Uh. You can't make it to the bathroom. It's like, nope. What do we do? She's like, we have a, like this little chair thing. You've probably seen it in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a walker mm-hmm. with a toilet seat. Yeah. And like just a bucket you can put inside. So she's like, well, 
put this right next to your bed. And they sit me up and I can't breathe. And I'm like, I have to stand up, turn around and sit down like this will kill me. But I do it and I'm taking a shit. I pull down my shorts, take a dump. And the nurses are watching me because they can't leave. <gasps> I'm dying. How many people are in the room? Two. <gasps> and they watch me take a dump. Did you make eye contact with them? Uh, no, I should have, though. No. <laughs> you should have, dude. But uh, just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like hyperventilating and taking a dump. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, um, You're someone's scary story, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I get through it. And, bro, I got a big ass. And this, this you got a dummy dumper. This, this seat is tiny, <laughs> so I don't get to spread my cheeks like I usually do, you know. So I gotta wipe a lot. Oh! And they're handing me the softest wipes, dude, I've had in my entire life. That might be the biggest fear of my life is having to wipe in front of another human. That is so They're private. handing me the wipes, and they're so nice. Oh. They're the nicest Luxury. wipes ever. Whoa. So soft. <gasps> Ultra cloud soft. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I didn't ask. They just did it. But they were squirting like this foam cleanser. What? So they'd hand Sorry. me, they'd hand me <laughs> uh, a wipe and then <laughs> in my hand. And then I'd do my business. And I'm very efficient when I take a dump. I use the same toilet paper like five times. Right, I fold, yeah. fold it in half. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I go again and I fold it in half wow. again. Yeah. That goes on for like, I'm t I, this whole process is like 20 minutes. Oh. Yeah. Just a dump in front of two, two yeah. sad nurses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like in the middle of the night. And uh, I get through that. Oh, at one point, the bucket drops on the floor. <laughs> So she picks up my bucket of poop and she like holds it up underneath while I'm pooping. I bet it was warm under the bucket. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got through that experience. So needless to say, you have just zero pride left. <laughs> None. That's all con. Yeah. Holy hell. But uh, I get to the point where I can sit up. And I'm not, like, choking. Mm. And then I get to the point where I can stand up on my own. Whoa. And I'm not choking. Were those big victories in your mind? or like It was crazy. And then I can walk around my room in the hospital. And I'm not hyperventilating. And no one's holding my hand while I walk. And I'm like, this is wild. Like, people just be walking and breathing normally. Yeah. You forgot that <laughs> yeah. was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Because for, like, two, three weeks, I had to have somebody pull me up and then wait for five minutes for me to, you know, catch my breath yeah. and Come stand back up. from the freaking <laughs> Same thing. And then two steps at a time. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. And uh, now I'm home. And obviously, you can tell it's still here. Because everything is, like, exhausting to me physically. Like, I can walk around, do my own thing, and then I'm super winded. Like, and yet DJ cooked us dinner tonight. <laughs> Sean and I are like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Cooking is a stretch. It was a... Uh, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> no, <I'm just> 
mark, microwave ramen with canned meat. It was bam. Bro, that's tough. That's tough right there. I did garnish it with green onion. Dude, I knew I could taste that onion grass, bro. Just for you. Well, dude, we are happy you made it through. That was yeah. a it was a wild like three weeks. Yeah. It yeah. was very crazy. I mean, if Charlie's story was at a two, Deej's is like a 10. 100%. Mine was like an 11. <laughs> like, you ever seen the movie I Am Legend? That's like how it was kind of starting to feel like, yeah, oh, Sean my friends are dead and <laughs> getting zombies left everywhere. And <laughs> yeah. Sean's like, this is cool. <laughs> it's so crazy. I, uh, when I came back home, the next morning, Charles came by the house to pick up all of the recording equipment because he was using it for a work function. And it was my first time seeing him. He was mostly good. Like I have seen you in a month. 90% good. Yeah. And uh, Sean was back, and we were all talking. My girlfriend is here. And uh, Charles said, these kind of experiences are almost like chapters where it's like life before that and then life after that. And I really feel that these kind of experiences unfortunately like make you reevaluate and like think on things that are most important and uh it's unfortunate that it takes like a tragedy uh-huh. for you to like have that coming too but it's it's poetry it's like flowers growing from a grave mm, yeah. you know and uh yeah in that reflection I just thought a lot about what I think matters most and the conclusion I came to. And there was a lot, but if I could boil it down, it's uh, just showing gratitude, being present, taking what life has to offer. There's so much. And it's a blessing to have like a smorgasbord of experiences, whether it's bitter or whether it's really flavorful i think it's important to take it all in and to chew your food slowly to really let uh these experiences and the flavor of those experiences uh settle because it's important to to think back on what that experience was good or bad because we're all a reflection of our past experiences we're all a product of what we've gone through and we're all just traveling trying to get to certain destinations and in those travels it's important to to stop for a while and whether stopping is intentional on your part or you get stopped you get stopped (laughs) um it's all part of the process for you to uh, just take it in and use your senses to look and see what's around you and what's beautiful and what's ugly to smell and to, to hear and to taste, to feel. And, uh, those experiences make you. So I'm happy, I'm happy Mm. to just be here and I'm happy that, uh, everyone else is here. And, uh, yeah, this experience has been crazy. I had a friend who passed in a tragic accident the same time that I was peak COVID. And uh, he was hit by a drunk driver, a really young kid. 
And then Virgil Abloh passed away, which had a bit of effect on me too because he's in my line of work and he's one of the greatest to do art and fashion and inspired me in a lot of ways. Obviously didn't know him in real life, but uh, yeah, just thinking about how how fragile life is. Because in those moments where I thought I was going to die, it was weird. I didn't see a future. There were... There were there were uh, maybe ten minutes of me not seeing a future, and uh, like this is it. Yeah, this is it. And that was really scary to me. And uh, I always thought I've always thought that I'd be re- I'm ready to go, and I kind of second guessed myself. And uh, yeah, just made me reevaluate. Like, am I? Am I present in this life? Am I here for the people that, that need me? Uh, things like that. Yeah, just feeling very grateful for what I have now. Uh, life after mm-hmm. the experience. Yeah. So I'm excited to uh, take it all in moving forward. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm, uh, my energy is a lot better. Like I said, I'm mobile now, um, but things get me really winded. Like even just talking, you can tell this whole time, like it's been tough to to kind of talk, but hmm. kind of need to exercise in like that, like my lungs yeah. to like try to get back to where I was. But uh, anyway, that's all I have. Dude. Yeah. I'm glad and just mad relieved we're on the other side of this. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's a minute where he's like, dude, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is going on? This is wild. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, uh, like on a microcosm, I, re- I relate so much to like needing trauma or traumatic things or pretty intense things to like remember what's important. And I always like, I used to have really bad allergies. And this is on such a small scale, but when my allergies, All would, valid. It's okay. when, when my allergies would come, I could not breathe out of my nose. And there would be for like weeks, right? And there was just like times where I was like, I literally cannot remember what it was like to breathe out of my nose. And I can't imagine being able to breathe out of my nose. And if that ever comes back, I will be so grateful to just breathe out of my nose. And then finally, like it would go away and I could breathe out of my nose. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is truly like blessed living, right? Yeah. So it's crazy. Like sometimes you need things taken away to remember like what's important, (laughs) right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad you're good. If any listeners out there have lost anyone going through it, sick or taking care of sick, like we love you. Just do your best. Keep your head up. Try to stay positive because like the mental has so much to do with it too. We're sorry yeah. for what you have to go through. We know 100%. we know it's hard. And bluntly put, that's just how it is. Fortunately, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's very possible and likely probable that you're gonna come out the other end okay. Not always. Some sometimes you know, obviously, people don't come out the other end. But on the chance that you do, it's like a start starting line to get up and go again. Yeah, another opportunity. We're, we're rooting for you. Hell yeah. We believe in you. 
No, we do. We do. We're mostly just sorry you had to go through it without new episodes from us. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, DJ's in the ICU and people are in our DMs. Where's the episode? <laughs> it's like, well, DJ's currently becoming a ghost, so maybe he'll visit you. It would have been good story. for the pod, though. Yeah. Like, he could have come on. We would have, you know, Ouija boarded our way through that. Like, it's crazy. Episode. I thought about like how if I died right now and it felt like I was at a couple of times. Uh, I thought about like, I didn't say goodbye to so many people. And I thought about like how the first thing I want to do is like, as a ghost, like go to these people and like, try to like contact. reach out to contact them. You know, that was like my first thing that I wanted to do. I was thinking that plotting that in my head. You also visualizing. told you, you told me you were like, man, I just kept imagining like you and Sean having to do like one last episode be like, well, DJ died. So that's a wrap. Like signing guys. off, yeah, yeah, which we wouldn't have done. We just no, yeah, we replaced you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like somebody else is baby. like uh, mildly funny, yeah. some <laughs> Joe Schmo, yeah. Jordan or something. I don't know. <laughs> nah. nah, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're glad to have you back, both Thank of you. y'all, and uh, we're grateful to be back. So for sure, that's enough about my story. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone over time on that. Anything else? So a bunch of listeners sent in some questions. Oh, yeah. Let's cover those. Maybe we should get to some of those. <laughs> Let me grab you them. You want to go to that now or save that for next time? Let's do one or two. Okay. Let's do one or two. Okay. First one. How is DJ feeling? Answered that. <laughs> yeah. Second one. Who had the COVID? <laughs> also answered that. Uh, just glad my bros are healthy and together again. That's very sweet. If you was given a death button to kill a random person for millions, would you do it? Hell yeah, dude. People die every day. <sighs> millions? He didn't even like limit it to one million. Do you think that would weigh on you? No. Oh my God. Hell no. I almost killed D-Day, so. I mean, I'm yeah, kind of you'd be it. almost there. <laughs> yeah. You're like half push the button. I'm all randoms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking out friends. And you got no money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I lost it for yeah. free, dude. Yeah. You said no deal, Howie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's easy, dog. <laughs> I don't know. That's rough. That's rough. I've, I've thought about that a lot, and I've gone back and forth. On like, legitimately, answer. in your mind, step up to the button and know that a random person is going to die. You could know them. They could be a mother of five. It could also just be that someone is going to die anyways, and they're not going to be killing them. They're just trying it? to they're just trying to play mind games with you to like make you not press the button. Sure, Is that the mental gymnastics you do. Yeah, yeah dude. To get through. <laughs> I don't know. That's rough. I don't think I would. I don't know if I could do death. That's rough. I don't. I don't think I would. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. Maybe think I'm prude. Yeah. But well, I'm getting I'm just old school. Yeah. So I'll share, dude. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. We just need we one don't person have to. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean will. Sean's got us covered. G- give me a give me, I don't know, 350. You know. <laughs> this is from uh Brucker Whore. It's a day one or almost. Yep. Autop- Autopsy of a horror movie podcast. Go check him out. Uh he said, last spooky movie you saw. Well, I think it was Halloween Kills, right? Oh, day after I'm like better. And I have negative COVID tests. Sean and I went and saw a movie, and it was the latest Halloween movie. It was it was entertaining. I thought it was fun. There were some cool scenarios in there. Yeah, I liked it. I watched The Descent while I had COVID. While you descended? <laughs> yeah. 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 
Was it trippy? Was it wild? It's cool. Nice. It was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Dude, I don't like the ending, but yeah, the descent. We talked about it a little bit, but like something happened in COVID. And I, I'm a pretty sensitive guy before, but my sensitivity has gone up so much. So when I watch things, I like ball. <laughs> I laugh at everything now. Everything's funny to me. Hilarious. We're watching videos outside. Bunch of memes, just like meme compilation videos. You just everything was funny. To cracking me. up. Yeah. Just laughing, <laughs> laughing, laughing. Which sucks because I need the air to breathe. So. How's the one and only King DJ doing? Glad to hear he's feeling Bro, better. Bro, skip all those Christian questions. Stevens. DJ, <laughs> did you lose your sense of taste and smell? No. Is it the same or different now? Uh, flavors aren't as complex Ooh. as they usually are. Shoo, dude. But uh, I can still very much taste and smell. Good. Uh, my wife's smell and taste isn't back. I, th- I would say mine's like 90% back. Mm. Yikes. But at one point it was gone. Worst movie you have ever seen. Are we talking about like quality of movie or like how bad like it was? I don't know. Either. Whatever you however you interpret that. I don't know. The new Star Wars trilogy <laughs> is bad. The new Mulan was Oh, that's up there. It's is incredibly bad. Like I couldn't even joke about it. Like, yeah. I have such a hard time. And and the thing is, there's I know so many people who enjoyed Mulan, right? And then here I come in. And just wipe my ass with, like, the thing they love. And I shit all over their parade. And then I just look at their face, and they're upset at me. And that's like, why did I do that? But I can't help myself. I hated it so much. Yeah, it's one man's opinion. Yeah. But mine's right. Like, objectively. I'm going to go ahead and say it. All right, one last one. Is everyone okay? Barely. Wait, what What about you? The worst movie I've ever seen? Yeah. Probably. I feel like you. you're... Usually, like, middle of the road. I mean, I'm easily entertained. Like, I liked the Star Wars and Mulan. What's something objectively bad? Objectively bad? Probably, like, Leprechauns 3 in the hood. But there's good in it. That was objectively bad. But there's good in it. Like, Sharknado. Like, you pull, like, the humor from it. I mean, so there were a couple. Sense, like, there great. is a good line. Like, a friend with weed is a friend indeed. Yeah. That was gold and came out of, like, meme potential. <laughs> Is high. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like right, quality yeah. cinema. But Love. what was what is something that like you can't get with? Was objectively bad. Uh it's a great question. You um, can think on it. Yeah, let me think on it. Okay. Anything else? I'm getting tired already. <laughs> My energy's going down, so we gotta get to stories soon. Okay. Okay. Sean, let us know if you think of an objectively okay, bad movie. I still like these movies, but they're objectively bad. I just recently watched Triple X oh. and Triple X State of the Union. Oh. And there were so many points where I was like, that's so dumb. But I'm in, I'm into it. Dude, oh an alarmingly large amount of our group of friends are obsessed with like the Fast and Furious. And I hate them. Except for Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Drift, for obvious reasons. <laughs> Bow Charles wow. is Bow the wow. DK. <laughs> yeah. I am the DK, dog. His <laughs> theme song is Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, ugh, just anything it. Vin Diesel does, it's like, I cannot take it serious. Family. No. No. <laughs> no. All right. With that, let's get into stories. Story time. Let's roll. Real quick, fun fact that I saw on the internet, so it might not be true, but it might be. 80% of the time you flip a coin, it will land on tails because the head side is a bit heavier. 
So if next time you're in a coin flip, just remember that. Bro, I always been guessing tails. I didn't even know that. There you go. Higher odds. All right, let's roll. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet, uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 3am. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Amy. And hi, Hi, True Crime Crime fans. fans. We're the co-hosts of She Goes by Jane. Every week, we'll be covering the story of a missing or unidentified woman in the United States. Stories you may have heard before. And ones whose stories didn't make it into the news. We've been covering these stories for a while. First in Amy's book of poetry, Doe. And then in Vanessa's documentary, She. But now we want to share them with you here on She Goes by Jane. And each week we'll be joined by a special guest. We'll read a poem in honor of the women we talk about. Can we say who? We can say who. We'll be joined by actresses like Coco Jones and Gabrielle Ruiz. And musicians like Stephanie Quayle and Kelly Moneymaker along with authors like Louise Penny and Catherine McKenzie. So check out She Goes by Jane wherever you get your podcasts, or check out Evergreen Podcasts and their true crime channel, Killer Podcasts. We can't wait to bring you these stories. We roll our 20-sided die to see in what order we tell our stories. Highest number goes first, and the numbers. 17. Charlie got a 17. 6. DJ got a 6. 3. Sean got a 3. Order is Charlie, DJ, Sean. Let's go. All right, boys, I have a... Shorter story, but a good story. Came to us from a listener. Her name is Jackie. And Jackie hails from the north. Uh, more specifically, a small town north of Toronto. Okay. So I think this happened kind of recently. And Jackie's, uh, I think, a new listener of the podcast. So first of all, welcome. And thank you for sharing a story already. That's dope. Uh, she's hanging out with friends. They came over. They're chilling. They're all chatting. And much like Sean, she has a friend group that all work together. <laughs> and so she's hanging out with this group of friends. They all work at this like um, daycare slash school, right? And as they're hanging out, eating, drinking, whatever, one of them says, oh, it must be Susan. And all the ones who are working together kind of react and maybe they laugh or something. Hmm. But they mention Susan a couple more times and our friend Jackie's a little confused. So she's like, who's Susan? And that group of friends all look at each other and they say, Susan the ghost. What? Jackie's instantly intrigued and asks more, who and what is Susan the ghost? And they all look at each other kind of nervously and say, Susan the ghost lives at the school we all teach at. What the? Um, All of us have had encounters with her. All of us have had experiences with her. And at this point, it's kind of just part of our routine. Jackie's like way interested, asked to hear more. And one of her friends says, dude, 
like last week we had the craziest experience and tells Jackie this experience. So a week before this meeting, they're all at school. And I think about once a week, they have a big meeting. This is after hours, after all the kids have left. Um, they have a meeting just to kind of coordinate, make sure everyone has everything and plan for the future. I think the lady who's in charge of the center, we'll call her Jay. She's Chinese and she has a very thick accent. One of the other staff members, we'll call her V, is also like 99% deaf. So she needs uh, aid during the meeting. So they've set it up in this way that whoever's conducting the meeting or talking will sit in the corner and talk into a mic. And the mic is connected to a projector that has speech to text. So whatever you say will appear on the screen. Hmm. And that's for V, the um, hearing impaired. So they're going through their meeting and they're talking. And as the person who's running the meeting is talking, the words are appearing on the screen and there's a pause. And during that pause, they all hear, wham! And a door in the school slams. And they all kind of look at each other and they just go, Susan. And somehow at this point, Jay, like the lady who like runs the school, doesn't, she's unaware of that. So she's like, what is Susan? And they all go, Susan's the ghost who like lives in the school. <laughs> and she's like, huh? And they all look and they th they're like, that was most likely room 10. And she's like, why? What do you mean? And they say room 10 is like the room that has the most experiences. So on multiple occasions, teachers have been there the door will slam or the door will burst wide open. Uh, one of the teachers tells them about how she had a class in room 10 and the entire year, two or three of the children would not take naps. And she asked them why. And they said, she scares me. She's scary. I'm uh. too scared. She's scary. So they kind of take this side, this like, detour in the meeting they're t sharing all these susan stories the vibe is kind of weird but they're all like so comfortable with it they're desensitized to it mm. so jay she's conducting she kind of brings everyone back she's like all right let's get back to the meeting i need some papers so she stands up walks across the room and grabs this stack of papers and as she's on the other side of the room she's left the mic words start appearing on the projector oh shoot and over and over it just says susan 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 no way uh. and everyone in the room frozen is watching the words susan 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 appear on the screen but they're not hearing anything nope no one is speaking it is dead silent in the room and they're all watching susan's name on the screen uh. they're all dead silently watching the words Susan, 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 and the words get wiped from the screen because eventually they fade, right? Right. And then new words start appearing, and it just says, shut up, shut up, shut uh. up, Susan, shut up, shut up. Telling people? Just, it's saying, it's just saying. Jay, who's conducting the meeting, finally gets back to the mic. It's all wiped. They all kind of look at each other and continue the meeting. So... 
Jay, once again, the momentum is in the meeting is weird, but she tries to get everyone back on track. Guys, what do we have planned for December? Arts and crafts. Who's going to need a budget? Um, let's make sure we have all the kids participate in this. They all look in the back of the room and the door, boom, open. And then, boom, slam shut. And on the screen, it says, get out, 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 Susan, get out, get out. This is on a movie screen. I can see it. Yeah. Like I'm watching this movie. Yeah. Oh. No, no. Like, yeah. Like, this feels like the scene in It. When they're watching the slideshow. Oh, gosh. In the garage. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Except, once again, this group is so desensitized. This happens. They all kind of like look at each other, see it. Maybe one of them chuckles or something and says like, oh, that's Susan. And they finish the meeting. <laughs> they're like, we got important stuff to cover. Yeah. These kids need education. So they finish the meeting. Back in Jackie's house. All the friends are hanging out, and they tell her that story. And she's just, like, flabbergasted. And that's, like, the end of the current. She said that's the craziest Susan encounter that these that these people have had. Nice. The school, just so you're aware, is in a town north of Toronto. I think it's a smaller town, and it's an older school. She said she's been there before. The vibe is it's a little thick. Like, you can feel it, and it's, like, an older building. Um, I asked a couple questions. I was like, uh... It was a text-to-speech software that was projecting the words on the screen. Like, no one could have typed that. You know what I mean? Like, no one was hooked up. Yeah, yeah. She said, nope. Like, the only way the words come up is if someone speaks into the mic. <sighs> and she said, it's like when you do a text-to-speech on your phone, right? Yeah. I said, is it old? Like, the school? She said, it is. The grounds that built on it are apparently haunted. So the town is, and if you want to look it up, the town is Bolton. Bolton. I haven't looked it up yet. Hmm. Uh, but Sounds haunted, though. apparently, where that school is built, the town is haunted. And the weirdest thing to me is just how like that happened, and they all just kind of like, whatever, let's finish the meeting. So I was like, did everyone just try to ignore it and move on? Were people shook? She said people already knew about Susan, so it wasn't a huge shock. But it was creepy that the text showed up on the screen when no one was type- typing. And that's kind of where it's at right there. That's like the most scary encounter they had with Susan. But Bruh. apparently everyone is aware of this ghost north of Toronto in this little school. <laughs> and that's that's Jackie's story. That's wild. The reaction's wild, too. I can understand it, though. I wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, like if it happens so frequently, you're helpless. Yeah. Like, you kind of just come to the fact. Accept it. Yeah. And it doesn't sound malicious. Mm. No one's been hurt. The get out is a little concerning. That is. But it doesn't like, there's no completion to it. Mm. Like that's the end of it. So it's kind of like hollow. Yeah, Yeah. Susan's all talk, dude. Sleepy hollow. (laughs) (laughs) But that is Susan. Jackie's story. Yee! Let's go. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, that's me tonight. Uh, DJ next? Yeah. Yeah. So the story comes from Maddie, and she said, I want to try to keep this anonymous, um, or at least where it happened, anonymous. Mm. So I'll just tell you that it happened north of the U.S. Canada? (laughs) Is that what she said? Do you know geography? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> where does that leave us? <laughs> I mean, technically, like <laughs> Finland is North of America. No, well, okay. You would say okay, North you of right? you, Unless it's a flat earth. <laughs> oh. And if it's a globe, technically South America is North of America at some point. <laughs> So we're staying in Canada. <laughs> and Maddie sounded like she might have been an only child. There's no mention of siblings, but uh, they lived off the grid. Reminded me of Sean. Ma- Maddie only was home- child off the grid. Ma- Maddie was homeschooled. And uh, she said that her dad hunted for food. We did too. We hunted grass. Yeah. Uh, he would Big take game. <laughs> he would take her uh, where you guys lost every time. <laughs> um, he would take her hunting, so she learned how to to live off the land. And uh, her mom grew a beautiful garden. They grew a bunch of produce, but because of this garden and this area, it would attract rabbits. So every once in a while, they would get a rabbit. they try to do things to keep them away, but they were unsuccessful. But the rabbits were taken care of because the next morning, after they would see a rabbit in the garden, they would find the rabbit on the garden wall with its neck snapped and its legs broken. Maddie said this happened about once a month. Sometimes twice. Is it like impaled or just like hanging on the fence? Um, it was like a, I think it was like a stone wall. So it's like laying with its neck snapped and legs broken. Yeah, limp, dead. Dead rabbit. They'd find it. And uh, it didn't, doesn't sound like they would touch it. I think they would leave it on the wall because she talked about how the following day the rabbit would be missing. So when it first happened, the rabbits would, the dead rabbits would be found on the porch. It happened a few times. They'd find the dead rabbit laid neatly on their porch. And at first they're like, is it an animal? I said, no, what kind of animal like makes a clean kill like that and then doesn't take it for its own? Yeah. Sus. So... They alerted the the authorities. They so came by. They all, they all were like, it's not you. Like, it wasn't dad. It wasn't mom. No. It wasn't someone in the family. Yeah, that was yeah. what they did for Santa for a long time, though, too. So <laughs> They had no neighbors. They were off the grid. So it was just them. They alerted the authorities. They swept the area. Couldn't find anything. So they couldn't help. So what dad did was he wrote a note just asking them to stop or at least don't leave their kill on the porch. So that's why it went to the garden, the garden wall. Okay, that that brings you into a whole other, like, realm (laughs) because it can communicate. And it's doing it on purpose. Maddie said we started developing a relationship with this thing. Because we started to leave snacks to kind of just, just like let them know, like, faith. yeah, we're friendly, you know, like, obviously they don't approve of this. They don't want this, but 
at most, they want to be kept safe and be on, I guess, their good side. They don't want to end up on the garden wall. They don't want to end up on the garden <laughs> wall. So they leave them snacks, um, cereal. They've left them bacon. Uh, it's taken most things. Something it didn't take was M&M's hmm. or any chocolate. But they left them candy, uh, just random things like that. And they would always take it. Hmm. So this happens for a while. And they get to the point where uh, they kind of want answers. They want to delve into it further. Right. So they get a security camera. And they put it in the porch. And the camera's faced at the snacks where they always leave it. I'm stressed. They caught this thing on camera. Maddie said, it's one of the most bone-chilling things I've seen. Oh, I have the chills. Says, it scares me to this day. It's a figure dressed in black. They run across the yard, crouch on the porch, shove the snacks into their mouth, and then run off. All in under three minutes. The next day, Dad finds on the porch a dead rabbit and the camera busted this thing didn't want to be watched or seen didn't appreciate that so they never repaired the camera or put up another one they just continued offering it snacks and it kept killing the their rabbits and putting it back on the garden wall and that's the story of how they eradicated their the rabbits <laughs> from their property is their friend. Okay. Seems more friend than foe. Definitely, but still uneasy. Yeah. Yeah, because you know that whatever it is is out there at any given time. Also, you're not supposed to have any neighbors. Yeah. Okay. She said, though, a figure dressed in black. Did you ask mm-hmm. anything specifically about that? Like, so it had clothes? Like... Can we assume it's human? I think Probably. so. Because it read the note. So hmm. Here's the thing, too. You know what's north of the United States? Alaska. Your parents say is real. You offer it snacks. Oh. The North <laughs> Pole. Okay. She just tried to tell us it's the Christmas Tim story. It's Tim Allen. It's the tool man, Taylor. <laughs> it's weird because it feels like, uh, I don't know why I'm envisioning Gollum or Smeagol, uh, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, like I mean, crouching and... Crouching and like... Feasting real fast. Just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like almost giving the rabbits as like an offering. Like, look, I did this for you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Filthy yeah. hobbits. And then, then they see it and then it comes back the next day and takes it. But it's also like it knows it's helping in a way. Yeah, so like maybe feel like a weird part of the family, but then didn't want to be like filmed. Yeah. Didn't want to fully Knew be what part the of the camera family. was. Yeah, to Ooh. break it. Yeah. Okay, so it has like uh, awareness of technology, so it's not a complete hermit, but that's what most likely what it is, right? Just like a hermit, probably who weirdly wants to help this family with their garden. <laughs> yeah, a green, I don't know. green thumb hermit. <laughs> Strange, but uh, they stayed there at the property. So I guess it wasn't menacing enough yeah. to uh, push them away. Right. I'm yeah. sure living rurally, I'm sure they were like, 
strapped. They were equipped. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. they were hunters. So yeah. Uh, I totally thought we were going Bigfoot. Yeah. hundred percent. I've heard mysterious universe talk about people having like full on relationships, some sexual, some not with like uh Bigfoot. And they, they talk about like generationally leaving snacks for like big wow. feet. So like this one old lady, sorry, she would, she had like a, a wooden table that was like two and 20 yards behind her house. She lived really rurally, mm-hmm. like north. And she would leave so much stuff out there. And I think she left a fruitcake once and it did not take. Oh, it. of course like, not. Hey, fruitcake no. is but trash, everything else bro. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? Sorry. Uh, I've heard about how it's important to maintain the relationship. Like you have to keep offering it snacks. Because mm-hmm. I've heard of cases where they s- stopped. Do they get pissed? And yeah. They've like turned against them or like, yeah, it just hasn't. Like you need to maintain the relationship and through that you kind of keep yourself safe. Mm. So it's like the angel of death in the Bible, Moses. Like they put the lamb's blood on the door oh, yeah, and they mark themselves safe. So that's their the angel of blood. death passes Snacks. by. Yeah, so Leave put some dots. gushers. You don't, you don't <laughs> around with this fruit. Yeah. Though. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some good, bro. Brownies. We have, yeah, we have standards. You know. <laughs> so Believe it or you're not, you're Sasquatch or hermit. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's a crazy story. That is wild. That would be very weird to grow up with. Yeah. Just kind of be aware that of this that thing existed, like right by you. Uh, it's been on your porch and interacted with you. Yeah. And, uh, Thanks, Maddie, for sending that in. Thanks, Maddie. Is that you? Mm-hmm. Dope. Let's move to Sean. All right. So my story tonight also comes from a listener. I saw this guy follow us on IG. So I messaged him. was like, yo, thanks for the follow. Talked to him for a second. was like, if you have any stories, we'd love to hear them. He sends them over. Hell yeah. And this dude's name is Danny. He uh, is from West Virginia. And I was also thinking this was cool, too, that I came across the story because there's a town called Gassaway in West Virginia. No way. My family went there just so we could take a picture in front of the sign. Huh. That's dope. I bet you it's a shithole. <laughs> bro, you ain't It is in West Virginia. <laughs> no, I've never been, so I don't know. I mean, West Virginia is pretty cool. Like, just mountains and, like, dope. winding roads going through these just green mountains and rivered areas and all of this. It's actually kind of cool. Now, am I right in believing there might be some moonshine activity in West Virginia? To this day, there might be some moonshine activity. But that, that's like the general demographic? Uh, Yeah, yeah. You could get out. Isn't West Virginia where they did like the whole wrong turn originally? Probably. I know that the newest one they did was kind of down south a little bit further than that. But like the original ones I thought were based in like West Virginia. Quite possibly. Is that Appalachia? Uh, Yeah, it's kind of going up through there. Okay. I couldn't tell you a single damn thing about West Virginia. I just know it's like, like Ridge Mountains too. John Denver singing about it. Yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know the capital. I don't know what kind of food Raleigh. they got. I don't know any. Negative. Charleston. Negative. That's North Carolina. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know anything about West Virginia. Okay. It's very rural. You got that right. General description, though, lots of just mountainous regions, a lot of mining towns. It's kind of like where these towns came from in the first place that I'm aware of. I never lived there. Just drove through like several times. Um, spent some time in Huntington, West Virginia, which is one of the bigger cities, um, bigger cities. Anyways, 
Danny's story is in West Virginia. This was in 2018. He is 18. And two longtime friends are getting together with him. He gave them just some names. One he gave named Ronnie. The other's named Jerry. Longtime friends. They're about ready to ship off to different, like, boot camp or, like, ship off to army. So they wanted to get together, like, one final time, just, like, last hurrah kind of situation. So they head over to uh, one of the friend's houses or one of the friend's grandma's houses, actually, just chilling there because he was also 18, chilling with living with his grandma or something like that. And eventually, after getting just bored, probably, out of their minds, um, they decide to head out into the wilds of West Virginia. There's this place that they know that is kind of out there. They will go deep into the woods and so deep that the road is still paved, but it's single track basically. Mm. So if any other car is coming along the road, you have to get like halfway off the road for the other car to even pass you. Yeah. And the place where they get to is kind of this curve around one of the mountains that also meets up with a river that goes up and around the other mountains. And in between this road and the river, there's a railroad track that <laughs> was built to take coal from one of the mining towns to somewhere else. So they get to this little curve in the road, park the car. It's probably 20 yards of woods to get to the railroad tracks. They get up to the railroad tracks and then go down a steep, steep embankment down to the river. Mm. And they set up a fire right there. So they're sitting there chilling, telling scary stories, probably messing around. And as they're like sitting around the campfire, they hear a man screaming no. on the other side of the river. So they hear the screaming, but they can't tell what it's saying. He tries to describe it. Is it anger, fear, pain? He says it sounds like... The man is yelling at someone to get out of their property, but they can't tell what it's saying. That's just the tone that it kind of sounds like. Defensive. Very defensive. Do they feel like it's directed towards them? They don't. Okay. So when this happens, though, it's across, they can barely hear it as well because of the, like the flowing the of this river. So they put out the fire and sit there for a minute, just trying to see if they can like, if it's like directed towards them, trying to figure out what's going on. And eventually, when they determine that it's not, they do also decide, we're going to get out of here. So they start climbing up this embankment that heads up to the railroad tracks. And at this point, they have to stop because there's a train coming. Oh, of course. Keep going. So there's a train coming. They see the lights coming around the bend on the railroad track, and they can see, like, the... uh, like smoke coming up from the engine. And so they stop while they're on the bankment, just kind of like laying down because they're not supposed to be on railroad like property either. They don't want to get in trouble. So a minute probably as it's like coming around this like corner and getting to where they can see it. And then the screaming starts back up again across the river. And then all of a sudden everything stops the train is gone there's no light no smoke no sound the screaming's gone nothing from across the river 
all three of them saw and heard what they saw and heard. So at this point, they're like, uh, well, we're going to not be here. So let's leave. Yeah. And they climb up over the railroad tracks, back down through the woods. And their plan all along was to sleep in the SUV. So he said that he doesn't know why they didn't just leave. Yeah. They decided to like stay in the car and sleep that night. Nothing else happened. All three friends ended up going off to their boot camps or wherever they were going. And every once in a while, when they get back together, they'll talk about like what happened. And to this day, they couldn't really say if there was, I mean, obviously a train isn't going to just disappear. Is that it? That's it. A train's not just going to disappear. It's not going to go backwards without being able to tell that it's going backwards. <laughs> And they don't know if the screaming had anything to do with the train. It for sure did. It's possible. Dude, time slip. It feels like an episode of maybe like Mind Freak. Chris, Chris <laughs> Angel. He's like, this episode, I'm going to make a Boeing 747 disappear oh, on the tarmac. Yeah. You know? Now, one last part, though. Danny, years later... Well, it was 2018, so it's like two years later, three years Many later. Many moons later. Is in like a Books a Million or a Barnes & Noble there in West Virginia. And he's looking around trying to find himself like a horror paranormal aisle, kind of where I go to in the bookstore, the oh, library. Yeah, brother. You don't read, bro. <laughs> nah, Sean reads the most out of all of us. <laughs> no, I don't know. Charles, I, I listen to things. <laughs> so he finds a book titled... Something along the lines of West Virginia Paranormal and Legends. Ooh. And something like that just kind of caught his eye. He decided to pull it off the shelf and start flipping through it. And he gets to a page, and he's dead stop on this page. Oh, gosh. We already know. And it says, Ghost Trains in West Virginia. Whoa, man. So he instantly goes back to this experience but apparently it's a paranormal event that happens in West Virginia. Ooh, ghost ghost trains. Ghost trains. Ghost, ghost Maine's cousin. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Two of our listeners will get that. But they're going off right now. Yeah, no, no. They, they like that. So that was the experience. You listen to obscure music, bro? Uh, dude, Vapor Twitch. <laughs> Did you share your Spotify raft? What the F is Vapor Twitch, dog? I don't anyway. know, I love that. That is a classic, just like good old American. Yeah, no, that was a that was a really good story, and it's almost more annoying that they will never know. Yeah, like they know that it's well an now event, it kind of knows. Yeah, but like, yeah, maybe Dude, I don't know. There is an old episode of Hey Arnold, and it's the a Halloween spooky episode. Football oh, yeah. head, move it, football head. <laughs> hey Arnold. Uh, and it is all about, so what, they're all like hanging out on a stoop and uh, a grandpa comes by and he sits him down and he tells him this terrifying tale of like the conductor from hell uh, and about a oh. ghost train. Do you remember that? Unlocked memory right Dude, now. Dude, <laughs> yes. I have not thought about this for 20 years. Yeah. And the grandpa says, now I hope none of you. The conductor from Go hell. to the old train tracks tonight at nine when he comes. Wow. Otherwise, you'll see him. Don't do it. And he leaves and all the kids are scared, but they, they decide to go, right? Yeah. And they, yeah, experience the ghost train. But the whole time you were talking, so. It's a Nick at Night episode. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Nick baby, Nick at Night. Um, but when you were talking and you were like, and a train was coming, in my mind, I was like, but you said it was an old mining town, like abandoned train. 
I don't know if trains still went on the railroad, but whatever that episode was, it was based on Danny's life. There you go. So shout out Danny for sending a story. He says he's got more stories from like homies that went into the army and stuff like that too. So dope. Keep them send coming. some more. We love them. This is a good time to say all of our listeners. Yeah. Do the Lord's work. Ask the right questions and get us more stories. Send them in. We love it. Yeah. We truly love hearing our listener stories. And it's so fun to be able to like talk to them and be like, bro, what were you, you know? Yeah. What was that? Would you? you know. Yeah. No, no, no. hundred percent. Is that you tonight? I have one more story, and this one goes to our patrons. Sorry, everybody else. If you're not a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash the 3 a.m. pod. And for eight quarters, you can listen to all our backlog of Patreon stories. You know the deal. Everyone else, thank you so much, and we'll see you in a minute. All right, patrons. So my story for you tonight is an Irish urban Bro, uh, when I was a kid, I was at church, and in the Mormon church, multiple congregations can meet in the same building, and congregations are called wards. So one ward is determined by the area that you live in. So usually it's like this neighborhood, from this street to the end of this valley, this is your ward, everyone who lives in that area is in a ward and you guys meet at church at the same time this is like your ward family you guys have all your activities together and uh the building we met in had three wards and they would cycle out at different times so i would see people that i didn't know because they were in different wards in the hallways and when i was a kid I was running to the water fountain to grab a drink, and I saw something that terrified me, and it haunted me for the entirety of my uh, church attendance as a child. We've never heard this. (laughs) It hit. I don't want to speak ill of the dead, because this person has since passed, but... As a child, I don't, you know, you don't understand the world. Yeah. But this man had prosthetic arms for both his hands. But they weren't hands. Both of them were hooks. Hell yeah, brother. He was a Vietnam War vet. And he was very kind. But I didn't know that for a few years until I got older. I would just see him in the hallways. And... Through the lens of a child, yeah, that's terrifying. You I can't like, blame. What? <laughs> this man has hooks for arms. Yeah. And I was by myself <gasps> in the hallway at church. And I saw him every once in a while. And he would always uh, approach me. <sighs> but it was always kind. And he'd say, how are you doing, young man? And I'd say, good. Just as thirsty grabbing a drink of water i mean uh not that you can't grab or anything but <laughs> yeah and he'd hold his hook out and i would shake his his hand shake his hook and that blew my mind and uh one time he had a lady with him it's his wife she scared me too she had a beard <gasps> oh, <fuck>. okay <laughs> hook hands that's i you, you know 
a beard. <laughs> like, yeah. That's another level. Yeah. Not like full, like Sean, but like you, me. <laughs> oh, kind of. At least half of me, my beard, like clearly visible. She's Dark the lady hair. from Greatest Showman. Yeah. And uh, I mean, not quite, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would see them together and I'm like, man, these two have been through a lot, I think. <laughs> but they've passed. They've, they passed away. They were always super kind. But oh, as a child, like, it, I didn't want to run into the man with hook hands. Bro, that's 100% Home Alone. The guy with the shovel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the nicest yeah. dude. But... Or the lady in the park. Yeah. The yeah. turtle doves. <laughs> Not afraid anymore. Yeah. You hear me? <laughs> but he did slam his hand pretty hard down on the counter. What was that about? Yeah, that was creepy as frick. Dude, fear of the unknown is hilarious. <laughs> I think it's uh, Abraham Lincoln who said, like, I do not like that man. Therefore, I must get to know him. Yeah. Mm. I love that quote. But it's like, dude, through the lens of a child, that's terrible. That's nightmare <laughs> fuel right there. Yeah. And as you get older and you're like, oh, wow. He, you know. He'd been through it. Just a human, yeah, yeah who lost protecting our country yeah. that's wild yeah weirdly enough my wife once a year would take a trip to the ocean and uh in they, portland mm -hmm. and so it's this or small town i don't want to mention what it is but it's south of pacific city and uh there's a tiny ward of like ragtag mormons who would meet there <laughs> and so once a year she had to go to that ward and as a young girl she's sitting there and in mormon church we have sacrament and we take bread and water and that's like, yeah, that's our ceremony. She's sitting there as a young girl at the end of the pew and sacraments being passed and a uh, kind of a unkempt character steps up right to the side of her and hands a tray of bread towards her. And the tray is being held by a hook and it's a man with a hook hand. And MJ said she just remembered, my wife said she remembered like looking down at the tray, looking at the hand and just like looking up at the man and some grizzled old semen, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just being terrified. And I don't know if she took the bread or not, but maybe she did quickly and like looked away. But it's so funny. Yeah, she was terrified in church by a hook man. I remember walking past uh, like the chapel and seeing the man pass sacrament. Like he had With the tray hook. of bread and water in his hooks mm. uh, i was like what you can do that because like his hook there were like two hooks oh yeah and somehow yeah. he could like separate them yeah well and turn into like i don't know with his mind velociraptor <laughs> i don't know dude and he could like grab things like not hook them but like pinch, pinch. them with the two two hooks I don't know how that works. I've know. seen that, but I, just... I think it's like when he like I don't know extends his arm, oh. kind of like it just like gears and pulleys okay, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't Science. Know. I have no idea, but it's very that like blew my mind. I was like, whoa, he's capable. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, when I was young, and I'm, I'm sure I'm guilty to a, a degree to this, but you see someone with like a disability or a lack of a limb. And your brain does something weird where it categorizes them as different or like another. Legit. Do you know what I'm saying? Bro, Outsider, outcast, black sheep. Yeah. I don't know. Like you – just because like if I were sitting here – What would you say? Yeah, what do you say? I said, bro, yeah, I was categorized as different. <laughs> oh, well, for different reasons. <laughs> the gas away family. Something onions. Something's off. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like I, I recognized it when I was like 15 and this – 
is vulnerable. So do not come for me with pitchforks. But I used to work with Brazilians. And you find yourself when you're like around foreigners talking slower or like over explaining. And I think your mind like kind of thinks they're like less intelligent because they don't speak English. Right. So I had to like recognize that and be like, no, it's just like we're the same, but they just. Same, same, but different. Can't speak English. Yeah. I don't know. So it's like you see someone without a limb and maybe you're like, oh, they're less capable. But they're the same as you. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. I don't know. Just with hooks, though. Dude, if I was me, I would have leaned in. I would have scared all the little kids. I mean, why not? Yeah. And you got to use what you got. Anyway, that's my tangent. (laughs) Uh, Guys, this has been a fun episode. Yeah. legitimately glad to be back and it's refreshing to know that i still find so much joy in doing this yeah. true yeah it feels it feels good to be here yeah thank you guys so much for hanging in there with us for supporting us through this health hiatus or whatever this situation um, but we hope to continue to bring you guys good episodes as much as we can uh, so everyone stay safe out there and have happy holidays anything else It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hell yeah. Be excellent to each other and yourself. And trust your gut and watch your back. And bye, love you, be safe. Be careful out there. See you guys. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. I'm Richard Serrett. Join me on Strange Planet for in-depth conversations with the world's top paranormal investigators, alien abductees, Bigfoot trackers, monster hunters, time travelers, alternative archaeologists, remote viewers, and more. As I was on the way to Area 51, I was stopping on the side of the road and just taking measurements, and I found this one spot where time slowed down by a fraction of a second. It's not supposed to do that. From the two big categories, animal mutilations and human abductions, 
You have to conclude that genetic material is being harvested. Well, I reached for a rifle and uh, I, I turned and looked and it was, it was already moving away and it was descending the bluff. Uh, there's no way any human could have went down it. It was probably a 75 degree angle straight down almost. On Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, we're redefining reality. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Do not go any further. Turn around. Go home.